What's up, party people? Todd Tremonti here. Thanks for tuning in to the Dallas-Fort Worth Real Estate Weekly Podcast. We've got some bonus content for you today. I love that you're checking out our weekly real estate updates for the market here in Dallas-Fort Worth, but we love to get you some bonus interviews or educational content about the Dallas-Fort Worth area markets or things happening in the real estate world. So check out this bonus piece of content. Also check out all the other stuff we're doing over at Todd Tremonti Team. Dot com where you can find videos and podcasts and blogs and home search and property valuation and all sorts of fun stuff over there. TodTremontyTeam.com. Check out this bonus content and we'll be back with more very, very soon. I'll give you five ways that land may be less attractive to you or could pose a real opportunity. Here we go. Number one, water. Okay, so if you're looking at, let's just say two acres, it could be any size land, but let's just use two acres as an example. You may be looking at two acres that has no creek, no pond, no well. Number one, that land is less valuable because of its lack of water. So you may view it negatively. You might say, I'm going to pass on that property. Or you may view that as a property that you can buy more affordably that might be less competitive. And you can be the one that adds the water and put it right where you want how you want. Do you want to put in a clay bottom pond? Do you want to put in a liner in a pond? Do you want to create a stream system for irrigation, for landscaping, for planting? Or do you want to put in a well? And what would the cost of that well be? Is it a cistern well or is it a deep water well? you got lots of options, but water matters. It can make a property less valuable and less attractive, but it, it can also present an opportunity where you get to dictate how you access water, and then you're the one that has added value and made it more attractive to the potential next owner or just for your lifestyle while you own that house. Number two, trees. Trees matter. Shade matters. Uh, beauty matters, privacy matters, and trees are a big, big factor. Now, the type of tree, especially here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, is not as important for a lot of buyers, but there are some trees that are certainly more valuable than others. If you've got a grove of pecan trees, that's very, very popular. Yes, technically, there is a value to you know, what that produces, the actual pecans. But if we're talking about a small property, you're not necessarily buying it to be a productive pecan seller or peach or anything else that might grow in this area. But there's a real lifestyle benefit to that. A lot of people enjoy pecans, enjoy smoking barbecue with pecan wood, enjoy the maturity and the long life cycle of a pecan tree. They're a native tree. They're the state tree. So those could be really positive. There are other trees that in some ways could even be considered invasive that maybe were not naturally here, like some bamboo. A lot of people will plant bamboo for privacy or They'll plant kind of some junk shrubs for privacy at the front of a property. Red tip fatinias are an example of that. Some people love them, but a lot of people do not like them. So a lot of trees is typically a good thing. Uh, cleared land, previous cattle land, often on busier roads is really, really cheap. It's really, really affordable relative to other land costs. But I'd be very careful because it's going to take you years and years and years to retree a property like that even with faster growing, less desirable varieties of trees. So not having trees is a value. Uh, does, you know, It's going to mean less value, less privacy, and certainly you're going to lack the benefits like pecans and peaches and things like that, shade and other things. But it might be an opportunity for you to buy something and dictate where those things go. The problem here is that takes a lot of time or 
a lot of money. You can transplant mature trees. There's a not quite as high a success rate as you might like, but suffice it to say, no trees, cheaper, less desirable, more trees, lots of functionality, more desirable, more valuable. Number three, flood zone. Properties in a flood zone are almost always less desirable, certainly less competitive, and significantly less valuable. Let's say you have two acres and an acre and a half of that land is in the flood zone. A lot of buyers will literally only value the half acre that is out of the flood zone. Some will value all two acres, but they'll value the half acre out of the flood zone at fair market value and the acre and a half in the flood zone at maybe 30 or 40 or 50% of fair market value. So this is one of the very unique ways that we have helped a lot of buyers buy some really cool homes on uh, land to build a home or home on land. Obviously, the area where your home is, you do not want that in a floodplain. A, you're going to have to pay expensive flood insurance. B, you run the risk of your home being flooded. In most areas, you cannot build in a flood zone. Now, you could go to the crazy time, energy, and expense of bringing a property out of a flood zone by adding soil, by raising the land. And people will often allow builders and developers to bring in clean fill dirt to raise that land up. That is a messy, slow, methodical, even potentially expensive process. If you were to do it commercially, it's very expensive. But the other thing to think about is what is your primary use for that non-house space, right? So the house is on half an acre. The rest of it, if it was intended for recreation, playfulness, and you're in a 100-year flood zone, meaning it should only flood every 100 years, you might not care. You might really, really benefit for the lower valuation of the bulk of that land, but you don't have a need where the flood zone really infringes on that. So that's one way to think about it. Flood zone properties, typically less desirable, less competitive, but for your use might be a great way to get a great property at less cost. Number four, access. In realtor speak, this is ingress and egress, ingress and egress, inbound and outbound access. You have to be able to get in and out of your property, but there are quite a, you know, many properties, even in DFW in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, where there is no direct private access to your property. You're landlocked. You bought the back part of someone else's property, or you bought a piece that was sold off years ago and has now got other owners fully on your perimeter. Meaning, you have to cross over someone else's property to access your own. Now, when that happens, those other property owners are required legally to give you ingress and egress, to give you access. But you do not own that land and you cannot control that land. You don't always get to determine how smooth and how level and how well that retains or moves water off of the road. It's not always your gate or your lock. So these properties are also a lot less desirable to most buyers. Now, if you don't mind that, if you happen to know a neighboring owner and you feel like this could be a positive, this is another way to potentially purchase property at a lower price or to be able to come at it from another angle. But you are going to have a lot less control of the access, security, uh, inbound and outbound access to a property like that. So this one is not a big winner for most people, most people don't view that as a unique way to access property more affordably. But if you do, this is one where you may come out a big, big time winner on purchase price and on ongoing maintenance costs because you're not even necessarily participating in the cost of maintenance of that road. Often friendly neighbors do, but that's not a requirement. So five different ways 
that property, land, homes on land may be viewed as unattractive, unwanted, you know, not competitive, that you could either be wise to avoid or be wise to look for as an opportunity to buy lower cost land or to have more control over how that land lays out and serves your needs for lifestyle, home, or potentially property value purposes. Number five, HOAs or deed restrictions, or maybe even like city or county code enforcement. Most acreage properties don't have these items, but there are enough in the Dallas-Fort Worth area that I wanted to mention them, and really all across Texas. And these would be your communities where a developer has come in and said, uh, we're going to have, we're going to buy 200 acres and break them into two acre, five acre, 10 acre lots. And it is more of a neighborhood. You definitely have distance from your neighbors. You're spread out, but it is somewhat of an owner's association or deed restricted area. It might say, you know, you can't have manufactured housing or you can't have manufactured housing for more than six months, or you have to build between 1,800 and 3,800 square feet, or you have to build 100 feet off the road, some things like that. So many, many people, especially the type of people that typically buy homes on land, don't want any restrictions. So you might view that type of property as less attractive, less competitive, or less valuable. You might view it as a positive, though, because oftentimes properties on land are around unrestricted neighbors that tend to put cars in the yard or run a business out front or not take care of their property the same way you do. And so you might view those restrictions as a positive because it's going to require your neighbors to meet those same restrictions that are generally intended to protect property value, safety, and the attractiveness, the aesthetic of the the home, the neighborhood, the area. So that's one more way You could look at a property as less valuable or less attractive, or you might spin that to your advantage. Thanks for listening, folks. Hopefully you're liking the bonus content that we're throwing out on the podcast. If you do, share it, like it, subscribe it, do all the things people do. Also, if there's anything else we can do for you or any of the resources we ever mention on the show, head over to ToddTremonteTeam.com, ToddTremonteTeam.com to find all the goodies we talk about here on the podcast or the radio show or the YouTube channel or any other place. ToddTremonteTeam.com.